0: Gen X or no millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. And lucky for me, Tess arrived and landed safely. Part of the travel nightmare mm-hmm. that you all have probably seen on social media. Hopefully you weren't in it, poor Tess was. Um, so welcome home, Tess. And I'm grateful that you created space to record yeah. when you probably just need a long nap and maybe a giant glass of wine
1: yes yes you can uh, a glass you can of pour wine. one
0: you oh. can pour one if you want <laughs> yeah
1: let's just pause right here so <laughs> permission <laughs> permission yes um yeah thankfully I did sleep in today because I got in at like um, 11 or like a little bit before 10 um my time here and then um, I don't know what it is. We can strength spot. I realize this is not normal for most people. I unpack immediately when I get home. So do I no matter what time of day I give so I. okay yep I, I I was talking to Ryan about this and he does not and I know Alex does not like people in my life that don't do that and no matter what time it is I unpack everything if it's early enough I do a load of laundry right away um in this case I was coming from my parents where I got to spend many an extra day because of being stranded and not being able to get back home and so I did my laundry before I came but you know get my mail all these sorts of things like to feel settled and so i didn't get home with public transportation and and waiting for my bag and everything until a little bit before 11 and so i didn't go to sleep till like 1 because i was you know doing all the things to get back and get settled (laughs) and so i don't know what what that is that the strategic that we both share is Mm -hmm. that um Mm. you know
0: I just, I, think- I wish people could see, and they do, I guess, if you follow us on Instagram, you see the aesthetics that are always part of Tess. Mm-hmm. And they're very, they're very clean, very mm-hmm. clean lines, aesthetic. Yeah. I can't stand having crap around. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I just can't stand it. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've talked about here a few times, the shift of container. When we are in containers for a bit that we are not in control of, and then we come back to a container that we, in which we can control, mm-hmm. I don't think it's strength spotting for me to say that we're both a little bit of control freaks, but <laughs>
1: yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> like I just feel so much more comfortable at home, and yeah, yeah, and so it's weird. Like I mean, my parents' place was my home at one point, which is an interesting shift, but it it isn't right. Like their everyday. You know, it's just I don't, you know, quite feel comfortable in the same way that I do, right? It, that anybody does, probably in their own home. So. And
0: you have a range or high.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, fourteen. So. Okay, so in the middle. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, that strength I'm just really becoming fond of, and wish I had more of it because I think, it does so many things.
1: Hmm.
0: It, it lines things up, but it also knows what to pull in, and I think people with higher ranger are just the maestro of containers. They love the container store. They love the fridge
1: business. I think, okay, so for me, so this is a good thing to point out with the aesthetics. So the the aesthetics comes from adaptability. Yes. Part of the definition and part of the, the longer form report of adaptability is like an appreciation for like art museums and your spaces being arranged a certain way because people with high adaptability, number two for me, are hyper aware of the present right like they know where people are at if they're around people right they know where everything was that they you know have within you know i'm not going to show you the rest of my apartment because i'm still unboxing things and haven't, haven't fully gotten everything resettled even though it's unpacked like so it's just a bit excuse me, um just a bit uh a bit much over here but an awareness of where everything is at um in the present moment and so there's a and a bit of maybe that plus having high strategic for me number three could come across especially a lot like a ranger with that combination. But it's a different motivation, or right? A st- like a ranger, right? right? Being focused on like like loving the organization, like that. Like I really the Container Store. Uh, I organize my fridge, but I don't need it. I organize it for aesthetics. <laughs> so everything looks the same way and the labels are turned right like that's the kind of stuff that I like right rather than like everything having a its place like I shift things around so things are in different places you know which probably is not what an arranger would would like
0: well I was thinking first maybe a little bit of context but when you talk about shifting it around in different places mm-hmm. that adaptability would love I think a little bit of that that mix so mm-hmm. I, I think I just strength spotted that we're both control freaks who like to control our space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might be why also, I think for me, it's just, I want to be at ease after I travel. Mm-hmm. So if I see something that's on a to do list, which is unpacking, I don't feel at ease. Yeah. So I know that we aren't even starting the new year, but I have a lot of thoughts on the new year topics for Jen and Millie logistics, travel logistics could be an entire episode, Mm -hmm. um, with what we've learned this, this past week, but also just how our strengths show up in all of these different Mm -hmm. situations. We talk about transition, but I think we make assumptions that transition means a complete, like a move or a, you know, shift in a relationship, a marriage, a divorce, a, um, a new job, But our containers are shifting all the time Mm -hmm. and what that does to flex a strength in a different way i think when i am back in nebraska my input shows up differently and it falls into previous uses Mm -hmm. it's it's like a comfortable chair and here it's it's very very different the way that i use my input because this is still newish space to me so more to come, listeners, um, mm. from the dialogues that never cease to amaze me, and apparently people still listen. So, <laughs> so
1: that's a thing. <laughs> oh goodness!
0: So we are going to. It's the end of the year. It's in Allison's favorite days. I I can hardly, I can hardly just be in these days without clapping and spinning around. Yep. I love, love, love these days. You know, I just love these days. Um, So I'm in deep reflection, but also pondering about what's ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this duality of the end and the beginning. And how often do we get that? So these have always been my favorite days. If you're new to Jen and Millie, Allison loves New Year's Eve. If you're not new to Jen and Millie welcome back.
1: (laughs) You know the drill. (laughs) You know
0: the drill. I love these days. So I have been reflecting a little bit around the highlights of last year. Awesome. I, what I thought we would do is just talk about some, our word of the year and kind of frame some of the highlights that came about. Yeah. Okay. So I'll share a few expecting you to not fully be actively listening because you are, you should be thinking about your own reflections because I did not we did not do a lot of space for like, and I did this this morning. So um, when I think about chapter, the most important part of this year and the big aha that I had this morning is this was a new chapter for me because this was the first year I can truly say with confidence that I made and kept promises to myself. Part of that came from some great reading that I did Part of that came from some great therapy that I had. Part of that came from 360 feedback. Part of that came from a lot of dialogues that we had in the Jenna Millie container space. But I truly made and kept some promises to myself. I took on a new role in an organization I've been part of for a long time that I could really never have imagined as 34-year-old me coming on to the team mm-hmm. and I'm abundantly grateful for that. I led my first retreat um, in Virginia and that was pretty magical. Mm-hmm. I gave my very last new mentor training something oh, that gosh. I you know could do in my sleep and did mm-hmm. multiple times a week through a lot of my career and um, handed that over to a new team that felt really good. I am abundantly proud as I mentioned to you, of where DEI and the DEI committee in our organization has come. I'm very mm-hmm. proud of um, two individuals in particular, um, Shaylee and David, who presented to our our staff day. They're now familiar with Allison Momface beaming, <laughs> or I can't even speak. It's the best, um, best. I, I couldn't even help. I just couldn't even talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that came from slow. Movement, experience, and time. All of those examples came from many chapters that I had to live and experience and grow in and embrace to get to this new one. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched my kiddos graduate and move and choose amazing, significant others to start life with. And they both love their jobs. They both Mm -hmm. love their jobs. I experienced a lot of travel, um, I went to Seattle for the first time, I went to Pittsburgh for the first time, (laughs) I went to, (laughs) I went to Snowmass for the first time, and I went to Estes for the first time, and I went to Cabo for the first time. So there was some first time travel experience all over the map there, um, that happened for me. I I made a significant purchase with a vehicle uh, all by myself, and I had never ever done that before. And Bernie the Bronco is serving me really well. Um, I was asked recently if she was four wheel drive, and I couldn't answer. I'm not. I'm not even sure, but I love her. I love her dearly. Um. But I think the most important thing to me is all of the things that I I tried for the first time this year. I tried snowshoeing. I tried stand-up paddleboarding. I did a river kayak adventure with my teammates team. Mm-hmm. I um, hiked St. Mary's Glacier three times, twice in the dark. And uh, just recently, this last week, I learned how to cross-country ski. Did a lot of new things and tried new things that I had never mm-hmm done before, which is a new chapter for me, um, to be really open to the learning and the experience and saying, you know what, I may not be good at this, but I'm going to give it a go. And if I fall, I fall. Um, I spent time better. And most of that was uh, with myself and for myself. I went to 25 shows, fingers crossed, 26 Mm -hmm. on Friday for the year. The Roots show got canceled because of travel issues, Tess. So yeah. I'm one less concert. Um, 25 shows, and the majority of those I went by myself. Um, my favorite one being taking Sean to see the Black Keys mm. as a reminder awesome. of his very first concert. And that kiddo gave me some of the best feedback ever when he said, Mom, my music was influenced by you. I am grateful that you handed me the CDs and made me the playlists and um, great feedback. I spent time with an old friend, um, Miranda, who I got reconnected with. And that there was a lot of learning in that as to the assumptions that you make about why a connection mm-hmm. pauses and then what happens when it when it gets plugged back in. Yeah. Um, I surprised my lifelong friend, Sherry, which is the hardest thing I've maybe ever done to pull off a surprise like that. She is really hard to surprise. And it took heavy duty trickeration from many people. And I spent some really quality time with my family, um, really quality time with my family this year, particularly in the in the latter half of the year. So when I look back on this chapter, I think in this word of the year chapter, I think Mm -hmm. I kept some promises and some vows to myself. I didn't get to all my promises. I still have a Mm -hmm. tattoo to do. I still have some things to finish, but um, I'm proud of the promises that I kept to myself. So I'm going to pause there. I want us to talk about how we track. So don't let me forget that. But um, those are some reflections that I have. So I would love to hear the reflections of Tess's 2-2.
1: Oh my gosh, that's such a beautiful list. And I wish I sat down to write one myself this morning. Um, as I'm just, I mean, this would literally just be verbally processing um, stream of consciousness here, which uh, my, is that's
0: my favorite version of you.
1: I, it's my least comfortable and most terrifying version and it's very uh, Yeah, I don't I don't like it. It's my not my favorite version of me, but anyway, so here she is. Um, so I um, Let me walk back through the year. I completed uh, my first year of my doctorate this year um, I Had a lazy summer for the first time in my life, in my recent life. I'm sure I did when I was a kid. Um, Lazy summer. I'm using that in a uh, not a negative way. Um, I worked um, for my mentor and my advisor, and it's the same workload I have during the school year. And I took two classes and I did a workshop, uh, but it was a much, much lighter workload. So when I say lazy, I mean, um, I had an enjoyable summer. I had a not busy summer. Um, I did not full summer and lazy in a very positive way because I don't recall in my entire adult life, a time of laziness, um, a period of that much laziness where I've had that much downtime to fill it how I want to. Um, so, I did a lot of exploring and a lot of uh, like prioritizing my physical well being. I worked out a lot this summer and I moved to a new apartment, which I love, and um, explored my new neighborhood and started dating, which is crazy. And so, it just was kind of a yeah, great summer. My, um, my siblings came to visit, and it was the first time the three of us have ever spent that long together without my parents. Um, and the first time all three of us have spent that long together as adults. Um, and it was really awesome, and I learned a lot about them, and I think they learned a lot about me. It was really fun to have them stay with me. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, got to be in the inaugural Uh, iteration of a workshop that utilizes research methods for revolutionary change, not as agents for maintaining the status quo and being a part of that inaugural class. I am getting to help formulate what that looks like in the future, and it was really liberating um, to be a part of a group of scholars that want to use research uh, to make the world a better place, not just to build up their CVs. Um, I... um, Got the opportunity to do uh, incredible research with partners like the NAACP and the ACLU and MIT. And he's just, you know, I got to go to the Congressional Black Caucus, which never in a million years would I have ever thought that I would get to attend uh, that, um, you know, be in a room of that many powerful leaders in our country. And um, that was incredible. I took my qualifying examinations, and as of yet, I still don't know if I've passed yet. <laughs> I still haven't got my results yet, um, so maybe I'm very doubtful if I will get them by the end of the year. But uh, at this rate, um, I d- really invested in new friendships here, and um, and my relationship—not really new anymore, kind of new, <laughs> not new. Um, and so, it just spent a lot of time investing in relationships while continuing to to ensure that my relationships that I had prior to my move were, you know, are still cultivated and still prioritized as well. Um, let's see. I taught my very first class. Um to a very first college class, I guess. I got to a guest lecture, uh, a class for statistics. Um, let's see. Yeah, and I really, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think I mentioned it before I started walking back through my year in my, in my brain. Um, my work of the year was equilibrium. And, um, and. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why I pushed, that's why I
1: pushed on lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I pushed on that. That's a good, it was a good push. It was a good push. It was lazy in a very positive way because I've never been able to use that adjective in, in my own history that I recall, like as an adult, I've never used that adjective. And so to get to like, I intentionally, was like, that's how I want to describe it because it felt like that. And it felt really good. Um, and, um, yeah, so so this word of the year I think is I'm just continuing to not be very eloquent and have the stream of consciousness here. actually beautiful. I think this this year while there are definitely times I felt the pressure of my program and being in my position and, and early in my academic career, there's a lot of expectations of and a lot of um kind of benchmarks you need to meet in order to be successful in your academic career and so I have felt a whole lot of pressure more than I did last year um more than I have probably I don't know, I felt pressure in other, in other ways in different contexts, but it's a different kind of pressure when this is really what I want and what I've been working for for a long time. Um, so it's been, it's felt overwhelming at times, but I think I've had these buffers, which was the whole point of the commitment to equilibrium when I feel out of balance or I feel like I'm putting too much into my work too much time and energy and too much of myself and my soul into it to have these um, buffers that help me to pull back and to know that every choice that I make to worry about that or to stress about that or to spend time doing that is brain space and heart space and life space that I am choosing not to give elsewhere. And and so, yeah, I think my friendships and my relationship and and my continued personal commitment to my physical well-being, like I've committed um, to, like I'm like signed up in a member of a bar studio, which I don't know if I've ever mentioned that <laughs> on here, but, you know, I'm doing bar pretty regularly. And it's so because I have, think I have high strategic and um, and probably that adaptability, it may, it may be like the learner, too. Um group fitness classes like I'll do a few but I won't like like I'd rather just like read a book on the elliptical and that's like a little less disciplined as discipline is 34 for me so I (laughs) signed up and I've been doing bar consistently this entire year because I started last fall doing it and just got from took a class this morning Uh, and so I think things like that um, things like spending time with Ryan or spending time with my friends, um, going to bar class, and then reading for fun, reading fiction, are all things that, you know, apart from people, I mean, working out, reading, there are things I have easily and could have easily slashed from my life. like. I don't need to work and you know work out um, you know I'll be fine I walk and I bike to campus or you know I don't I can't read for fun I don't have the time to do it because I have all this stuff to read for school um, and I feel like I've always been okay at, at prioritizing time-wise with my relationships because those aren't really important but these other things in my life that I just am really okay setting aside because of the season and because of you know my other priorities um Mm -hmm. things like spiritual direction and I um started doing therapy regularly again this year um and I don't know I was as I was thinking about reflecting on this year and journaling about it a little bit a few days ago I my first inclination was to feel like guilty because there were several times throughout the year that I forgot what my word was. I mean, literally had to be like, gosh, what was it again? Like, And I have these like huge, I am I mean, right? Like, okay, yes, I'm getting there. I've had these huge, stop, like, <laughs> let, let me process. My hand lotions. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. Um, so, but I've had like, when I think about it and like compare it to previous years, I've had these major milestone years. And these words of the years that were so like, like if I think about my life as like a cup of water like it was the first layer at the surface right like it was always right there like this concept of waiting well as I discerned you know however many what was that you know four (laughs) or five years ago as I discerned what I wanted to do and then this idea of hope in the midst of the pandemic right like that I didn't you know it was so palpable and so present it was like tattooed on my forehead all the time these words of the year and equilibrium was not like that this year for me Like it wasn't, I wasn't constantly meditating on the word the same way I have in previous years, but as I've been reflecting, it's because I've been embodying the word more. Like I haven't deliberately been thinking about it, nor have I reminded myself of it because it's just become now a part of my habit to, to balance things better and to, to make these decisions that are more about what's going to be best for me as a whole person rather than what's going to be best for me as a future professor, right? Like making these decisions now I know just, it just have become so routine and so part of of the year because of the context, because of the these environmental factors that I didn't plan for nor anticipate, but it's it's allowed me – the practice of actually living a life that has equilibrium, that has balance, that has healthy boundaries with work. Um, yeah, that I didn't, I didn't intentionally seek out, but kind of found me. And I think that's the serendipity of the word of the year. That, and also, I don't know, just something I've really been thinking about as I've been comparing it to previous years. That, that it was less. It wasn't percolating on the surface like other words had throughout previous years. Um, But that's because I think it sank really deep really early in the year and and just sat there.
0: I know you don't like it when I say the word chooses you, but uh, before we started today, my thought was, I, I know that you like to have, I know that you do not like it when I say, and off the cuff, let's go. But what it forces you to do is get out of your head and into your heart. And that is truly, if I look at what you did this year, Tess Starman got out of her head and got into her heart and I witnessed it. And that is magical. It is. It's magical. Mm -hmm. You, you, I mean, I wish y'all could hear us in the green room, but like the words giddy and I mean, I'll describe them. She won't like the words, but she beams, she beams, she radiates light and it's because she's in her heart space. Mm -hmm. And when you know somebody mostly for their headspace, and you see them step into their heart space, you just, oh, like, so when I ask you to not overthink it, and it just flows out of your heart. I hope you'll listen back because you explained your year beautifully. Also, your context is a superpower. I couldn't, if you said to me, hey, what happened last year? I'd be like, what year is it? I look back in my notebook to see how many times I wrote the wrong date. I, you know, I just can't look back and reflect. My input needs the time to think about what happened and to track it. Hmm. I think this year your heart tracked Your path, and that's why you forgot about what the word was. That's
1: super cheesy. I'm sorry. I just didn't know that. Whatever. (laughs) Your heart tracked your path. It did. Hmm.
0: You know what? One day, one day, you will quote. You will quote the crap that I say and say. Remember when Allison said, "Your heart tracked the path." (laughs) I am loving witnessing you in heart space. Okay. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's okay. I so think, um, let me celebrate you it, can, please. You can absolutely celebrate it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you in a space of not feeling like you can celebrate it. Uh, I, think, I think the thing, though, is that I have always lived in heart space. I mean, my strengths are out yes. of my top ten, six out of ten in strategic thinking. The other four are all relationship building. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I live very much in heart space, but I don't think I – have felt the safety nor ability nor the desire to share that as openly as I feel like I I have this year. It's always been there. It's always been there. Um, but there's a little bit more of a, um, a willingness to share that.
0: Cheers to that.
1: Mm -hmm
0: so i know you didn't like your heart tracked so i'm going to give you a couple other examples of ways. <laughs> <laughs> so i would like our listeners also to ponder this question and you can i bet there you know i bet there was a collective eye roll that moved like the way the butterfly causes a hurricane a collective eye roll when Allison said your heart you know tracked the way whatever i said the listeners that we have probably rolled their eyes to test so
1: not everyone. Collective Probably many viral. were writing it down as a catchphrase to quote Alia. You know, <laughs> there might have been. I just want so, to g- give you some grace. You, 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 Your words are very beautiful. Uh, some of them are not words that I would choose. And that's okay. We're different people. <laughs>
0: we are. So I was looking back to try to kind of search for where did I track my ear? Because I didn't keep it in... A format that was easily um related to goals or outcomes i just kind of i did a lot of floating this year in that space of honoring my own promises and i read i don't know 12 books which isn't a lot compared to you and and a lot of you um stellar readers um but i read 12 and that's a lot for me um and the majority of them were not were were fiction, uh, which I loved getting lost in a book again. And my favorite book was *The Sentence* um, by, oh, I knew I should write it down, Evelyn something. I think mm, maybe not, Elaine, Elaine something. Anyway, the book is called *The Sentence*. I talked about it on a previous episode. It's great read, a harder read. Um, it really got me in that get lost in a book space. So, I looked at Goodreads. That's how I realized how many books I read.
1: That's
0: I looked awesome. at Goodreads.
1: Yeah. That's how I
0: tracked it. I tracked my concerts on Twitter. The only reason I have used Twitter this entire year is to keep track of how many shows I went to. And I look back and that was the only reason I used Twitter last year. So this next year I'm not keeping track of how many shows I'm going to anymore. Mm. No more math on that. I'm just going to go when I want to go. And I'm not going to keep track. And I am going off the Twitter. Sayonara track music, tracking, concert tracking device. Um, I used photos to track my experiences in nature. So my, my iPhoto is full of that. Um, and I used Facebook, I think, to um, to mark my travel. Hmm. So when I was looking at how I tracked, you know, I don't like the word goals, and I don't really like getting too into that. But when I look back in reflection, those were spots that I could go to that were reminders of the things that I had accomplished.
1: That's good. Hmm.
0: How do you track? You think.
1: Um, well, most certainly Goodreads, my books. Um,
0: you also use the Insta for that, and I, I love how you do it, because it's so, it's like brand.
1: Yeah. It's, you have a brand. I don't post everything I read on Instagram, fun fact. Um,
0: wow, you read a hell of a lot then. I read a
1: lot, yep. Yep. I don't, yeah, I don't post everything. There are some things I I choose not to post, but... Um, but most things that I post, I read, or I, most things that I read, I post on there, but uh, so tracking my books on Goodreads, and I think um, I used to physically track my books uh, before I started tracking on Goodreads a few years ago, and um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I wanted to, you know, find out how much I was reading every year, and so, and, and it's only recent probably the last five years I've really tracked what I've read because I just have always read and I've always loved reading and so um before that I didn't I didn't even really track it but somebody asked me because I was always reading and I was like I'm kind of curious so I started a few years ago and I think three full years now I've been on Goodreads so I have a little bit of a history of of my reading there um apart from that I don't I don't know that there's anything I deliberately count or keep track of, um, in, in that same way of knowing how many concerts I attended or how many trips I went on or things like that. Like, I'm sure I could go back. I, I love to take pictures of things too. And so I definitely could go back to my camera roll. Um, I also, I, I think the biggest thing, the first thing that really came to mind was journaling. Like I just, I journal a lot and Mm -hmm. I think, um, this year's journals in line with my equilibrium and leading more with heart has been much more focused on talking through friendships and relationships and things like that than recalling events. I've, I've journaled a lot more about how I'm feeling and how I'm responding to things and and where I'm at with certain things and with certain people than you know, not that it was a wrote, you know, recitation of events in my journal before. There's been a lot of that throughout, but, um, but I think before it was, you know, this is how the day went, or this is how this trip went, and this is what I did, and, and now it's a little more of this is who I was with, and this is how I felt, and this is what I'm frustrated by, and you know, some of that stuff would come out for sure, but, but I think if I were to break down and do a thematic analysis of my journal content. I just think the proportion of how and what I'm writing about would look really different if I were to break that down from this year versus previous years. So,
0: I I didn't I didn't write very much this year. And is it Mary Andrew, Mari Andrew, the author we both like? I cannot. M-A-R-I, anyway, yeah. she wrote a piece called that she tracks her failures mm-hmm. over the year, and that's how she celebrates reflection, as she tracks her mistakes and her failures and mm-hmm. celebrates those. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I did a little, but not well, was my stories writing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think something to reflect mm-hmm. on for our listeners are also some of the things that maybe you had good intention about, but didn't? Yeah. Or maybe a way that you tracked things in a nuanced way. I feel like Tess you your writing was processing through mm-hmm.
1: for sure. Heart. For sure. It always is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, with that reflection, we are looking ahead and focused in on 2023 and as our listeners know we have a tradition um to choose a word of the year we are going about it in a different way this year no pomp and circumstance no um dramatic instagram live although you know i look i saw in my time hop the other day when we did the whole christmas episode and mm-hmm. wow
1: <laughs> it was fun
0: it was fun mm-hmm. um So, I have my word of the year chosen. Do you have your word of the year chosen?
1: I'm fairly certain, yes.
0: Oh, so it still could be changed?
1: It could be. But I think it's, yeah. I I mean, I can share it, but I think, I'll I'll note if it changes, but I think it's it's a little bit like, I mean, the past few years, contemplation and equilibrium is like, this one keeps sticking, you know?
0: Well, integrity sure stuck.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it was always <I> there. <laughs> it was
0: a strong ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how, how would you like to do the drum roll of the word of the year?
1: Mm. Well, I think, listeners, if you want to pause and make a guess, do so now. This would be the point. Uh, but I think um, walk, I, I think it would be helpful to walk a little bit through the background and then tell us like what are you feeling what are you bringing into this new year what are goals that you have even though that's not necessarily a word that you want to use what are you know intentions I think the word is the intention of the year in in a lot of ways what are things you want to focus on what are things you want to leave behind in 2022 what do you want to bring into 23 and what word encompasses that
0: You want me to go first? Okay. My feedback experience was powerful and uh, left with me, me with a reminder of the energy that uh, I'm responsible for, mm-hmm. um, how that affects other people, how important it is to me to whatever season or stage or year that I'm in be very thoughtful about what that looks like. So receiving that feedback was really impactful. I also met with individual coaches who did not know one another, and I got very similar guidance from them. Some things that came up, some questions that came up that they asked me to ponder. Allison, why does structure have to be so traditional? Mm. Allison, why do you have to track things in a way that looks like how everybody else tracks? Like, why are you attached to a spreadsheet? You of (laughs) all people. (laughs) Um, What about a storyboard? What about thinking about truly what you want? And knowing that it's up to you to make those decisions. A lot of things, just like chapter, um, I'll give a little backstory. My word of the year chapter would have been story, but my dear friend, Kristen, named her daughter Story. And I didn't feel like I could infringe on the beautiful name that she had given. Miss Story is absolutely everything that is that word. Um, But I realized that chapter had you know, some of those kind of waterfall words that came along with it. Chapter story, chapter narrative, chapter new, chapter closing, you know, all those things. So this particular word I landed around um, because structure does not have to be traditional and I've started to think about the words home, season, relationship, family, well-being, and I think I went from waterfall up versus up here and then going to the other words and arriving at this word. So my 2023 word of the year is define.
1: So what
0: does that mean for you? I was asked recently in a um, meeting. You know if I was to look at what was successful this year how would I have marked success this year I am content I am content and really feel at home in myself and who I am and and what I'm about I feel really like I've arrived at that this last year has been hard in ways but so much learning and ownership of me So when I think about the word define, I wanna start defining what I want, where I'm going. What does home mean to me? What does this next season of parenting mean to me? What does it mean to be a daughter um, at 48 years old? What does it mean to be a sister who lives a state away? What does it mean to be a director of engagement what does it mean to be a guide? Um, what does it mean to be in a relationship? What what does what do those things look like mm-hmm. for me? And I get to decide. Mm-hmm. So I think define is going to you know the word chooses you. Define is going to show up in a lot of ways that I don't yet predict, but I'm getting out of the sense of, I have to accomplish something to make the word come alive. Mm. The word is gonna help me define what's next.
1: Mm. Literally. Yeah, literally. Okay, Okay,
0: so same questions back to you, Tess. Hmm.
1: So up until two days ago, I had not even thought of the next year. <laughs> I had not even put my brain to task for what the next year would look like or what my intention would be or what my goals are. So all this is very fresh and still still sitting, still sitting, sitting a little bit in my brain. So I became panicked because we were recording this episode and I knew I needed to. <laughs> I knew I needed to process. I had not given myself the time to process. And as many on, you know, many listeners know, I take like a sabbatical, um, my, the week of my birthday, which is next week. Um, so I leave in a few days, uh, for a five day trip that will have a lot of reflection in it, um, and planning for the next year. And so things might shift, but, um, i went to a thesaurus which i normally don't do um
0: they're the best books in the world
1: i do not agree (laughs) at all (laughs) i don't think of it as a book i think of it as a guide or a resource and it's a helpful (laughs) one
0: i love reading a thesaurus i
1: of course you do (laughs) with your high communication (laughs) yeah not not me I love reading a book, like an actual one, um, (laughs) just, you know, um, to each their own. So we should do a poll. We should do a poll. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, so as I was thinking, you know, despite there being a lot of pressure and, um, at times the this year being overwhelming, I think I found a lot of balance and equilibrium within it, but also feel like I gained a lot of clarity about the type of research that I want to do like really practically, like conceptually I knew, um, and things have shifted a little bit, but I think really, um, feeling like very motivated to, to do the work, um, not that I've lacked that um but I feel like it's always been a little cloudy and abstract and not concrete to you know to pull it together into like a research question that I execute an answer (laughs) and a paper that I write you know like the really practical you know my mind and I think my previous you know even my master's degree being in theology and philosophy was always so like we thought at a level of abstraction which I love and I always sit with like I always sit there in this kind of grandiose like wrestling with these big questions uh a lot of research though and success in academia is breaking down big questions into all of the smaller questions and then answering all of the smaller questions one by one (laughs) you know like in in order to really kind of start to digest that and so I think I, I gained a lot of clarity with that and um and just feel like I'm in a really good place of of Prioritizing relationships while still prioritizing work, and so in a lot of ways, my the twenty twenty three word of the year that I'm sitting with, yeah.
0: Can I ask some clarifying questions?
1: Oh, sure, sure, okay.
0: Um, is is your work? I really want to guess you a can, little bit. You
1: can guess if you oh, want okay. to. Okay, you can totally. So guess
0: is me. it is it direction? No. Is it apply? No. Is it clear? No. Am I anywhere on the right track?
1: You are adjacent to the track. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I don't I, the source is not a word. You are adjacent. To the track.
1: It's it's just like I think if you're going on this track with synonyms of these words you're not going to get there. But fundamentally, it's very similar.
0: Vision no. Crystal?
1: No. <laughs> I think my word in would be crystal. I'm sorry. God, I mean,
0: absolutely not. Thank you. <laughs> I know our listeners love like this guessing. So they're shouting in their cars as they're listening to this. Mm-hmm like Allison you're missing it. Is it action related? It is. It's not go
1: though. It's Hmm. Yeah, it's, I just wanted to clarify because I think it could be used as a verb, but not primarily. It's defined as a noun.
0: Follow? Not really following. You're ready to lead. You're ready to go. You're ready to cast off. You're, your ship is sailing. You are going up or down the river. You're Surfing.
1: I mean, you're right there. I mean, now I would say you're on the right track. Go ahead. Uh, My 2023 word of the year, as of yet, I don't think it will change, but it may change, is momentum.
0: It's freaking perfect. That is perfect. Especially there's... to follow equilibrium.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that I want to carry, and a lot that I want to bring with me into the new year, and then a lot that I I really perceive as a, a jumping off point. Like I just feel like I'm have these really healthy rhythms that I want to continue, but not just continue them. That there's breakthrough coming within that and and building these healthy rhythms is like this this base layer to be able to really step into doing this work really well and building just really great relationships and sustaining my relationships and friendships from afar and you know continuing to really seek out all the opportunities that I can when it comes to funding and research and mentorship and you know just there's a lot of like really I, I just feel like equilibrium brought me the ability to have like margin in my life which I don't often have um, and the patterns don't seem laborious like they don't seem like my low discipline will get in the way and not be able to sustain them so I feel like I'm at the point of being able to really say okay how do I like this word in this context, but how do I capitalize on mm-hmm. what I've built? I feel like that's well, a little bit extractive or exploitative of my own patterns. Like I want to sustain the healthy patterns without doing the the thing that I often do, which is knock them out of equilibrium. Right.
0: So I I would I, I and I know you and I know this and I know there's such simplicity to this that when I say this it's not going to make sense, but it will make sense maybe and sound too too simple. But we can't get to the next point. You just can't speed it up. You can't get mm-hmm. to that next action of your life until you live in mm-hmm. the one before. And I, I know when I say that, that sounds like, yep, hello, duh, that's how it works. But I, mm-hmm. you'd be amazed at how many leaders I talk to who just want to speed through and just they just want to arrive at momentum without doing the equilibrium.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They want to arrive at define without doing the chapter. Yeah. And all of our words if you know we look back. It's crazy. They have pointed us to now. And the other great part that I love is that we're never going to arrive. We're just never going to arrive. You just keep growing and you keep learning as long as you can and you don't yeah. get to Like, my word is defined, but it's not going to capture everything. And your word is momentum, and it's not going to just get you to the next point. Mm -hmm. But I think, of course, you know, here I am in my very spiritual, very mystical favorite days of the year where I'm full of sparkle. You just can't lessen what happens here in in Mm -hmm. sometimes the hardest of space. I I had, um, I had one of our, our staff members interview me for a leadership, um, class that they were taking. And I, I got some really good feedback from that, which was, I have a tendency to, to give credit to others. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the assignment she gave me, what it was actually two people in the room, the assignment, the Other individual who was listening to this gave me and she goes I want you to come back with three ways that you got there Mm. and I haven't really been able to name that because I know that I'm so lucky to have been seen and heard and witnessed in my talent by others that have helped me to point it Mm. but you know you just wouldn't be where you are had you not lived the experience and there are times I forget how much younger you are
1: because
0: mm-hmm. you're so freaking wise and brilliant. And you sit in experience. You don't, you don't try to rush through it. You, and I know it's your context, but it's also your values and your, the essence of you. Like, you know, each year has something to teach. Mm-hmm. I think it's you're the existential learner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and you'll sit in it where a lot of people test they just want to speed right on through it um, so I'm always grateful for this space mm-hmm. this container that you and I are able to share this and reflect on it and I get to really be in the learning from you mm-hmm. and the learning with you
1: It's yeah. mm-hmm. awesome. awesome well I think for our listeners, I um, you know I think our, our first action item is really doing a walk back through the year. What have been the milestones, the, the high points, the low points? Um, what have been uh, the lessons learned throughout the year? Um, and then I just think this transition point always begets, you know, any transition point. I, I just love the questions like what are you taking and what are you leaving and I think that's a helpful hinge as you reflect on the year and then look towards planning for the next is um, you know as you as we look to this turn of the calendar year what are you what do you want to leave behind in 2022 and what do you want to take with you into 2023? Um, So asking, asking and reflecting upon questions like that. And, and then do you have a word of the year? Do you have an intention? Um, We always ask this and and we do hear from some people, but we'd love to, to hear what your word of the year is and, and maybe what that means to you. Um, And yeah, maybe how Jenna Millie can support you in, in that intention as well. Thank you everyone for tuning in to episode 104 of Jen and Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. To interact with us and share your responses to the questions we pose, the best way to do so is by giving us a follow on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.